Thank you for tuning in to A Greater Story with Sam Collier. We're calling this a radio podcast, a cool hybrid of talk radio and music. Real leaders, real talk, incredible stories. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Greater Story with Sam Collier. My name's Sam Collier, and I am here right now with a brother of mine. Um, we, we go way back, uh, but he means a lot to me. If you are a fan of R&B music, you probably grew up hearing his voice in your home, in the skating rink, maybe in the club, maybe in the church. I don't know wherever you were, but if you are a fan of it, you know who he is. He's a multi-platinum selling recording artist, uh, formerly known in that group 112. They've been all around the world together. He's a friend, he's a brother, he's an actor, he's a musician, he's a producer. He's a star. Ladies and gentlemen, Q Parker is in the building. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, no, I was saying off camera, I, I remember when I had waves, man. I remember. Hey, you, we, we get holding on. Right? <laughs> no, you swimming in them right now. You swimming. Listen, we kick off this show every time with the song. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was going to put together a little bit of a mashup of okay. all of your hits. Oh, and then we'll jump back. We'll be back. Girl, if I told you. I think I was in um, ninth grade, 
And you know, when you're in ninth grade, you ride the bus to school. Right. Well, some of us. And my bus ride uh, was about an hour, maybe an hour and a half to get to school because I went to a performing arts school across town. You kind of had to be selected. Yes. So the headphones was everything for me. It's back when we had the CD player. Mm -hmm. And I think every morning I would listen to the same song. Wow. Oh, Cupid, right? Exactly. Every 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 morning, man. It that song taught me how to sing. Wow. Um, it's such a large part. Don't do it to me, okay? <laughs> it's such a large part of my history, man. I remember um, growing up and seeing you on the Grammys, man. Wow. And never knew we'd be sitting next to each other, man. Seeing you all around the world. Wow. God has just blessed you tremendously in your life. You've got a great family. Uh, millions of records sold, mm -hmm. right? Um, but, but we know it didn't start uh, where you are now, right? right? You've got a story. Before you take me from little Q up to big Q, um, we're here for a special reason. And we're here because me and you were on the phone uh, maybe a couple weeks back. Right. And you were telling me about your spiritual journey. Yes. And where God is taking you. And here's what we know. Because I've been able to see you in all of in all different environments, there's a grace on your life, man. God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. And it is obvious that he is taking you places. And so today we're going to talk about where you are. But before we get there, mm -hmm. take us from little Q. Tell us the whole story, man. Don't yeah, leave out anything. <clears throat> okay, so... Originally from Atlanta, yeah. I'm one of the few native Atlantans that still reside in Atlanta. <laughs> um, always been a singer. Mm -hmm. uh, grew up Kojic, Church of God in Christ. Wow. So uh, that was church all day, every day. Yeah. And, and three, four times on Sunday. <laughs> uh, and so singing was always a part of my life. It was who you were, yeah. I remember as young as maybe three or four. Uh, being encouraged in the church to mm -hmm. sing, and right. so I was the I was the kid in church, who I just thought I was John P. Key. Like <laughs> I sang every John P. Key song, yeah. And then I was introduced to a group by the name of Commission mm. and the Mighty Clouds of Joy and the Everettys and the Williams Brothers, mm. Winans. Oh, come on! Uh, <laughs> and man, that it just made me fall deeper in love with. Uh, the gospel as well as just music. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I couldn't really listen to secular records. Right, mom was like, mm -mm. mom was not having it. <laughs> and so, um, always involved in school uh, and singing in school. So, yeah. in my elementary school chorus, I sang, middle school chorus, high school chorus. I met the other members of 112 in middle school, mm. uh, fifth grade to be exact. And we just, we assembled. And at the time, there were five guys in the group. Yeah. Um, I, I, had, I met them, but I wasn't in the group just yet. Yeah. And so although we were friends, I would see them throughout middle school and high school performing in the talent shows or on the assembly programs. Yeah. But I would sit next to them in the chorus class. Mm -hmm. So they was kind of, you know, checking me out, listening to what I could do vocally and everything. Right, and right. Um, it wasn't until we got to high school because mm -hmm. the other two guys in the group were older than they were. And so when they graduated, it, it left just the three, Mike, Slim, and Duran. Mm. And at the time, 
it wasn't really popular to have a three-man group. Right. You either had to have a four-man or a five-man because right. obviously Jackson take six, five, take Jason six, five, right. Jackson five, Boyce, Boyce to Man, to Man yeah. Jodeci. And so <laughs> the timing was just right, Sam. Um, and in the 10th, maybe ninth grade, uh, Michael Keith asked me to join the group. Wow. I joined the group, and the version of 112 that you know everybody uh, witnessed uh, was formed. Wow. We performed locally in Atlanta all over the city and kind of built this buzz. At the time, our name was one uh, was Forte. Wow. And throughout the city, man, if if people knew that Forte was in the talent show, yeah. they would they would they wouldn't even want to be in the talent show because they what? knew we would win. <laughs> Y'all were gonna kill Man, every time. <laughs> every time. So we built this buzz, this, this buzz. Yeah. And our managers at the time had a relationship with Puffy Combs. Mm. I met him as Puffy, so it's hard for me to call right. him Diddy and P. Right. Diddy P. and all right. that. He's just Puff. Right, that's Puff, right? And so at the <laughs> in front of the nightclub in Atlanta, one twelve is mm. where we sang for Puff. Now the interesting story is this. Mm. The songs we sang for Puff to get our, our record deal yeah. were gospel songs. <laughs> Can I get... <laughs> Man, we sang every commission, take six. We threw in some boys to men and some silk, but right. what silk. he really loved was us singing commission and the whinings. What? And so two weeks later, he sent for us to move to New York yeah. to do a second audition. Yeah. And in this audition, Faith Evans and Usher... Young Usher was in the room, Young sort of like his backup. And so we sang, and Faith Evans, this is why I love my sister so much, she yeah, looked at yeah. Puff and said, yo, if you don't sign these boys, you crazy. <laughs> Needless to say, he signed us, and yeah. at 17, we were introduced to the world in 1996. Mm. And we had a really, really dope run, man. Our first three albums, I mean, single after single after single. Wow. Uh, number one records, top five records, top three records, uh, winning so many awards. Uh, one of the biggest records of our career uh, was I'll Be Missing You, where mm -hmm. we were on with Puffy and Faith Evans. Grammy. Y'all got a Grammy for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Tribute to the late Notorious B.I.G., mm. uh, winning a Grammy Award. Man, just at the top of, of the, the game. music industry of the game. and of the game. And um, it, when I when I think about the entire story and the journey, I, what I now live in, I know that the beginning part, which is this early, the early stages, yeah. they had to, they had to it go was down necessary. the way that they went down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Man, so uh, where, where are you at right now? Because um, uh, I'm going to use this as, as an example, but it's, it's a little bit of an extreme example. I don't think it's a parallel, but okay. there was a moment when Saul became Paul. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> You know, again, it's extreme because you weren't out there killing Christians, right? Right, 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 right. right. Um, but when some would look in, they would go, man, he was, you were in the clubs, you were doing this, you were doing that. And not to say that you won't be doing mm -hmm. what you do, mm -hmm. but it, it's almost as if you're on your, or you have had your road to Damascus experience. Mm -hmm. And now you're kind of going from Saul to Paul in mm -hmm. a moment. And, and, and I know that because we talked about it. Absolutely. You know, in a split second, God spoke to him, mm -hmm. and he went from killing Christians, which you have not been doing, yeah, right? Yes, yes. Over to writing almost half of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Tell us about where you are now, man. Where I am now, I am grown. Yeah. I am mature now. I understand the true essence of family. Yeah. Uh, I am a believer of the gospel. I wear it on my chest. 
literally. <laughs> born again. Right. Wow. Didn't even see you had that yes. on. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I just really appreciate the journey. Mm -hmm. And as you said, in that one split moment, uh, I had to make a decision. Mm. And, you know, when I go back and I look at the, the Q Parker story, I knew God was speaking to me the moment I had my crossroads moment. Talk, talk to us about that, please, please. Crossroads moments came during uh, my marriage, in, in within my marriage. Mm. Being so young in the in the recording industry, in the music industry, you are exposed to so much. Mm -hmm. Growing up as a church boy, I was not exposed. Mm. I was sheltered. And so if you figure, <laughs> never really experiencing a lot, 17 years old, yeah. you have money, you have fame, people know your name, you're on mm. the record, on the radio, and you, you're like famous. Yeah. Right? But yeah. you came from nowhere, <laughs> but now you're famous. Now you're famous. And not only are you famous, you're no longer under the, the roof of your parents. Mm. And so at 17, I'm able to go and come and please, go, come, come and go as I please. As I please. And when you do that, you open yourself up to so much. And when I got the record deal, when we received the record deal, my church family didn't respond the way that mm. I wanted or I thought they should have. Right. The embrace. Absolutely. When when it was when it was known that the type of record deal we received was a secular R and B record deal, mm -hmm. many of my church family felt that I should have been singing for the Lord and singing mm. gospel music. And so all of a sudden when I get this R&B record deal, I'm uncomfortable going back to my home church. Mm. And so if I want to go back home and maybe sing in the choir or something, I can see the whispers and I can see this because wow. at the same time you have a record like anywhere on the radio <laughs> station, right? And so don't, we talk, don't, don't. Right, we're talking about doing it don't. anywhere, but then I want to come and say, gee, <laughs> Just, uh, but at the, but at that time, it's like I'm just using my gift. Right. Like don't. I, my thinking was, don't hold don't, me yeah. to what you're hearing on the radio because yeah. I'm still that's a just child me of God doing my too. job. Yeah. And I still love God, you know. And I would always question, you know, who are you to say that because you come to church every day that you love God any more than I do just mm -hmm. because I'm singing a record that may be suggestive. Right. And so when that happened, man, I, I just remember leaving church, moving to New York, feeling like I was no longer covered Wow! by my church home. Mm. And I, I will be honest, that caused a lot of bitterness, mm. a complete rebellion. Mm. And man, I just allowed the world to really just have its way. Mm. Um, and what that means is, you know, got involved with, you know, the, the fast cars yeah, and the money, the us. women, um, to where I completely lost myself. Wow. I, I was no longer being the quintess that my mom had raised. Mm. I had now become a product of this recording industry. Mm. And, 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 and the man that is sitting here today, <clears throat> a lot of what the industry puts in front of you, I just totally don't agree with mm. because it, it, it puts you in a spin cycle, man. And if you're not fully covered and have a strong foundation, you're easily drawn in, you're a easily swept. Wow. And so many of us, so many of my fellow artists have been able, have been engulfed in the spin cycle and either maybe can't live, have, aren't even here to tell mm -hmm. of the story, are struggling because of the story, mm. 
resorted to drugs, alcohol, violence, even suicide. Yeah. And so the fact that I was able to get through it, and at the same time, Sam, my storm came through, as I said, my marriage. Mm. You know, I'm a man who is flawed. I've made many mistakes. Yeah. Like uh, brought infidelity into my, yeah. my, my relationship. Uh, yeah. Hurt my son. Mm. Uh, I was my was my daughter's. I was she was I was the apple of her eyes, yeah. and to see my children um, hurt because I had hurt their mother. Mm. Uh, the funny story when I tell it, Sam, and I have to be totally honest. Yeah. Uh, God came to me in dreams, mm. and um, I just kept hearing the words naked. Mm. So all I would hear naked. I would drive in my car and I would see billboards saying naked. Magazine covers naked, and not the not the sense that you would probably think of somebody being naked, but naked in terms of exposure. Mm. You know, I have to. You have to be exposed, and the way I interpreted that was, in order for me to take you where I'm going to take you, you have to be completely purged. You have to completely be naked. I need <sighs> to get all of that debris off of you. I need to get all of those years of the world, all mm. of the, that stench of you off of you mm. so that I can use you in the way. And when I bring you out of this, your story is what is going to introduce you into this new world. The people will now see you as a man who has gone through it, but who is unapologetic, who is unafraid, who is unashamed to be totally honest mm. with what we had overcome. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the beauty of it, Sam, is I live in the resolve. <laughs> you feel me? Like I, yeah. I'm able to tell about what my wife and I went through. Wow. I'm able to tell you what my family went through. But also, I can sit here across across from you saying that my my marriage is healthy now. Right. My family has been rebuilt. The rest restoration. All because absolutely, all because I heeded the call. Mm. And I always say to myself, I, I can't. I, I have to go hard in the paint for what I believe because. I could not be here. Mm. I could not be here, Sam. You know, we hear so many people say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where, where, where would I be? I know there were times, man, I should have been X'd out of here. I know I should have been a guy sitting across from you with AIDS. Mm. The many times I played the game. Right. <laughs> right. You just, be, just be real. Just, just being just so be totally real. honest, man. And so because I was able to get through that stuff, how can I not? Stand proudly and bold, man, in who I am. Yeah. And so when I when I when I created a line called Born Again, it's the it's the rebirth of Q Parker. Mm. You feel me? Like it is it is the it's the it's it's the it's the Q Parker anew. And so every room I go into, man, I have to lead by telling the story because if somebody can be healed or if somebody can get through their storm just by seeing me live, vibrant, still energetic, it gives them hope that, hey, I too can get through this, which is why Brothers United, my, my men's group was started. Yeah. Couples United, which, which is what me and my wife do together, and then Sisters United because... Within the story, I have a vantage point. Mm. My wife also has a vantage point mm -hmm. that now is helping women. Yeah. And then together as couples, we're trying to build these couples, man, because the enemy is forever attacking the couple, he man, is, and man. marriage, man. He so is. every um, single day. <laughs> and I and I can be honest, man, I am this is the best 
I've ever felt. Oh my God. Because when there are no more skeletons in the closet, mm. ah. <laughs> ah. when there are no more, when there's mm. no more looking behind your shoulder. Mm. Mm -hmm. Here's the tough part, Sam. A lot of my homies will say, man, you're crazy. Because I had to, and this is how I know it was only God, because mm. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. My wife would ask me time and time again, is something you need to tell me? Nah, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And if I ever doubted the power of God, Doc, if I ever doubted him, when I kept denying if there was something that I needed to tell my wife, she came to me with the information because God had spoken to her in mm. a dream. Mm. And at that moment, I had to just say, you know what? This is my moment to become totally clean. And I sat across from my wife and we talked about every last thing from the rooter to the tutor. And it was the best day of my life, but it was the worst day of my life. Mm. Because now I'm free, but I have to witness the woman that I love the most hurt. Mm. Like I've never seen a woman hurt before. And that day I vowed that I'm going to live my life for God and I'm going to be a stand-up, respectful. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my children. I'm going to love my community. I'm going to serve and anything in the rear view, yeah. if, if it's taken away, it don't even matter. Because I've lived, I've lived, man, I've lived and I've had a great run. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's all about service, man, and just giving. Whew. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you about to have us crying in here, man. That's I, it, man. Here's what I know. I know that there are people listening to this in the entertainment industry mm -hmm. because we're blasting this everywhere. Um, there are people hearing it going, they're having their moment right now. Absolutely. They've heard your story and they go, wait, I, I think that God is speaking to me through Q. Mm -hmm. um, here's, and they're crying. Um, here's one of the things I see happen. We see a lot of entertainers that have been all around the world, that have been in darkness and dark places and have moments. And when they have their moments, they completely walk away from the world. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of insulate themselves in the church. Yeah. And so there are people listening right now going, wait, what does this mean? Does this mean, you know, now are you like Marvin Sapp? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. what is, and, and I know what we talked about right. is we both believe that God can use you in the church Absolutely. And he can also use you in R&B. Absolutely. And he can use you in rock. And he can use you in pop. And so we were talking about kind of this idea of you doing some gospel albums, but then mm -hmm. also doing some R&B albums, and, but restoring the essence of what it is so that God can get the glory out of all of it. Absolutely. Talk to us about that for some people that are going, I want to make a shift, mm -hmm. but I don't know how. How do you do it? The first thing I had to realize was God gave me the gift. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all know that at the foundation of everything, God is love. Yeah. And so I, I just believe that I am one of, I believe I'm chosen. I believe I am called to be one of the many mm -hmm. that can live in this part of the world, mm -hmm. but also can stand here simply yeah. because of my story and what I've uh, been able to accomplish and, and get through. 
And so for those that may say, are you going to do a gospel album? The answer is probably so. Yeah. Are you going to do another R&B album? Probably, probably so. so. Right. <laughs> are you going to be in the church, maybe on the praise team and maybe some minister of music? Probably so. Right. <laughs> uh, if your booking agency called and have a performance for you at the club over there, are you going to go? Probably so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I realized that wherever I am, that's where the light is. Wow. And so to be a follower of God does not necessarily mean you have to be boxed within the confines of the church. Come on. And I think a lot of times that's why we are missing the people that we are trying to miss. Yeah. Now, I believe that if we only continue to service those who are already in the church, then are we really going out to get the souls? That's right. Which is what the mission is right. supposed to be. Yeah. Building the kingdom. That's right. Well, the people that are in church every day, they have already subscribed to being a part of the team. Mm -hmm. It's the people that are outside the, the walls of yeah. the church yeah. that we need to go and get. Yeah. And so if I can become, if I can come into your presence through singing a love song, yep. you automatically going to see that, man, there's something different about that guy. That's there's, right. there's a light that's shining. Man, I can remember I would be performing on stage with my group. And during the meet and greet afterwards, people would come and say, man, it's just something about you. You don't look the same. Like, even the way you sing the songs now is different. different. It's like, like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and it made me realize, man, that I'm supposed to take the lightness in the places where there is no light. Yes. And so I'm, I'm never going to be the guy who will just say, I'm only going to sing in church. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie to you. But I believe my, 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 my calling and my mission is to just spread the gospel yeah. wherever, however. Yeah. And so, yes, I will be in the church, but I'm also going to be in the club. Yeah. And I'm also going to be at the community center. Yeah. And I'm also going to be over here in, the, in, in somebody's home or in the backyard or, or wherever. Mm -hmm. Because when I have that opportunity to engage with whomever is there, I'm going to make sure they know where yeah. I stand yep. and you too can be here. Yeah. It's your choice. I'm not here to beat it over your head and yeah. try to... you yeah. you Because that's what, what, that's what happened to us. Yes. And that made us want to rebel. It made us want to get out of the house and just go try the things that mama said don't do. Yeah. But, nah. Mm -mm. But let me tell you why that's huge. This is a revolutionary moment right here because I feel like God is in a season where he is raising up voices like yourself that can sit in both worlds. Absolutely. And what people don't understand is that most of the miracles that Jesus did was outside of the church. But we keep going back in inside the church. The church yes. And so I feel like what you're saying is you know, I'll still be in the same locations, but the message is different. Absolutely. The content is different, but I am consistent in who I am. And if we could just get people to understand that, maybe we could save some more people. You know, it always says, meet people where they are. Yeah. Become all things to all men. You feel me? Right. right. So <laughs> everybody, everybody may not feel comfortable coming inside the church. That's right. And so do we just close the door and just say, okay, well, whoever don't want to come inside this building, 
we're going to close you out. Mm-hmm. No, man, that's why I, I, I go back to um, growing up. Again, I said I'm, I grew up Kojic. Like, yeah. I, I remember the, the ministers on the corners with the megaphone. Like, I remember going into... You're uh, going to hell. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, and, and although, you know, maybe the messaging could have been different, uh, maybe the delivery could have been different, but that is what is needed. Yeah. You gotta be, you have to be able to go out and still spread the gospel and spread yeah, the love for, for kingdom. And and that's and that's that's what I subscribe to, man. Mm. If we could shift gears for a second, I know a lot of pastors are listening, a lot of church leaders. Um something that you said that was amazing uh to me that I, I wanna go back to. You said when you got the record deal, mm-hmm. the church turned their back on you. Right. And then it pushed you further away from God. Mm-hmm. When we think about entertainers today um, that maybe grew up in the church or may have an issue with the church, why do they have an issue with the church? And what can churches do now to embrace those mm-hmm. that may not subscribe to everything that they think they should? Well, I think one of the main causes of the rebel Yeah. Uh, is the lack of expansion. Come on. So when I grew up, it was almost like there were just a set of guidelines that you just had to stay within here. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. You better not do this. Oh, please don't do this. Right. And it all ended up, if you do these things, you're going to hell. Don't do this. Don't do this. Doing this. And so there was like this fear of why not to do it as opposed to just sitting down and explaining that it may not behoove you to do this just for the betterment of your health, your safety, mm. and just being a decent individual. Yeah. Like, I can, I can retain that as a child, <laughs> but if you just tell me don't do this because you're going to hell... <laughs> and so where and I, then turn your, your back on me. You feel right. me? And so where, where I think the church can go now is being a little, a lot more flexible in how we are to practice our faith today. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding that the millennials are totally different. They, they subscribe to a totally different motherboard, man. The way that they tick is just way different. And so when you come to them with the traditional guidelines, you're just not going to get it because everything has to evolve. Mm-hmm. And if you see, like a lot of times when I, when, I go to, when I go to like the traditional churches, I see no youth in the church. Mm. It's just the motherboard, the deacon board, right. the deaconess, grandmama, maybe your mama, and your aunts. Right. <laughs> no youth department. I'm talking about not just a youth department, but one that's on fire. Right. And you've seen a youth department that's on fire. Oh, yeah. Well, I think a lot of times the reason that is is because either the message is just traditional, um, it it is not encompassing of what would attract the youth of today. And if we're going to, and if our mindset is about, again, advancing the kingdom and introducing to some who this God is that we serve, you have to make it palatable for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think some of the dopest preachers are the ones who, who pastor four and five generations. Come where, on. Where great where great grandmama, if she's still alive, is there and great grandchild is a part of the youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Imagine how dope of a pastor he has to be. Right. To keep the interest of grandma, but also the 10-year-old. 
Those are the churches, it's man, huge. that are making huge impacts. Yes. You feel me? Yeah. One more thing about entertainment, then I want to ask you about the climate in our country, and mm -hmm. then we're going to talk about Brothers United and this new uh, collaborative album that you're doing. Yes. If an entertainer, that a, a preacher or uh, some Christians may not agree with, mm -hmm. if they walk into a church, how should the church respond? Wow. I always feel like the church is supposed to be a safe space. Come on. So no matter what you look like, yeah. what you're dressed like, yeah. the church's doors, and we've heard this, the church doors are always open. <laughs> That's what we hear all the time, right? Is it? Is it? And so I think we should, we, we, are, we are to do exactly what we've said all these years. Mm. Uh, there's a song, a good friend of mine has a song, uh, Todd Delaney. I love Todd. Says, uh, it's a song called Unchurched. Yeah. And the song is just simply talking about a, a person whose sole mission of coming to the church is to get to the altar. Mm. All he wants to do is get to the altar. Mm. And that, that is his life-changing experience. However, he may not ever make it to the altar because he's just at the door. Yeah. He may not even get to the door. He may be overlooked. He may be pushed to the side. He or she may be pushed to the side. And so... He has to just walk away. And now the church have potentially lost somebody who came looking for a connection. Gosh. And I think a lot of churches have done that to where many people are just, just turned off with the church. And so if we're to get that back, we have to have these true life open door policies. As they say, the church doors are open, come as you are. Please come as you are. But not only when you come as you are, be prepared to love on them, man. Yeah. Be prepared to meet them where they are. Don't judge them. Do not judge them. Mm. Hear them. Listen to them. You don't know what they've gone through to even make it to the steps of the door, mm. let alone come inside the doors. Wow. And so if all I had, if I imagine if I mustered up the last little bit of energy I had to fight, to just make it to the top step of the door mm. and I knocked and was not let in Woo. like are you willing to have that on your rap sheet <laughs> I'm not no I'm not I can't and if we are true believers God don't want us to do that no God so that's that's a that's that that right there is a that's a pulse check for not only individuals but for pastors, for churches, for uh, ministers, church leaders. Yeah. Man, let's get back to doing what the gospel was meant to do. Love all. Embrace all. Stop yeah. all this separation, man, and, and all of this. Yeah. <sighs> um, I get adamant when I'm talking about I, it. That's why I wanted, that's why I wanted you to talk yeah. about it, because yeah. people need to hear it. Nobody is saying it. Um, and a lot of, yeah. I'm sorry to say Please, this, please. And a lot of our recording artists that are in hip-hop and R&B, those are the stories that they have. God. Not realizing that a lot of them and the majority of us started in the church. Now imagine starting in the church, going out and can't come back. Oh. Imagine your mom telling you, You've gone to the service 
for four, five years, and you came home and the doors were locked. And you're knocking, mine's me. No, I'm just not letting you in. That's what I've heard the testimonies of so many of my fellow artists because when I told them about- Artists me, that we know. Absolutely. When I told them about my transition and what was happening to me, they, they, could, they could identify with the same feeling that I was having. But then they would say, but man, I, I'm not going back there. Many people would say that we're living in the most uh, divisive time mm -hmm. than in the 60s. Not more, but a remnant of that is now. Um, one of the greatest things about you is that you travel all around the world. You work with black people, white people, mm -hmm. Asian, Hispanics. You work in the business sector. Obviously, you're in the religious space. We'll spend two minutes on this. Okay. What do you think is the key to bringing us together in this time? At the end of the day, the one thing we know about spirituality, I don't care what you practice, love is the foundation of every last one of them. And so before, during, and at the end of the day, love is the key component. If we would only subscribe to just treating my neighbor the way that I would want to be treated, I think that's the first phase of change. Yeah. Love. Stop looking at things as being separate. And even if you find yourself in a space where that could be the case, it's about the response. It's about how I choose to look at certain things. And at the end of the day, for me, everything I do, it has to be attached to Purpose, peace, and love. Hmm. And if we could get the, the minds of people to simply operate out of love, even before you get to the politics, the and, politics the races, and the right. religion and, and, and what you serve or who you serve and why you serve, at the end of the day, man to man, man to woman, whatever the case may be, <laughs> love. Yeah, yeah. Love is the key, man. Tell us about your projects, man. I'm excited. I am super excited. I'm, I'm working on a project called Bridge. I'm so excited about this. Man. I am too, man. <laughs> and so we talk about being, growing up in the church, getting an R&B record deal. And through the years, I've just seen how there has been, there have been like this wall that separates the two. As if you cannot be a believer, but still sing uh, music outside of gospel. And because so many artists actually get their start in the church, it just baffled me why we don't see a lot of the collaborations happening. Yeah. Or why it is frowned upon when an R&B singer is online uh, singing in church. It's yeah. like a, oh, did you see such such singing in the church? As if that's like a wow. Or if you or if you could picture a gospel artist singing a, 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 a mashup or a cover yeah. of Cupid or whatever the case may be. Right. It's kind of, it's like a talk. Yeah. And so when I was doing my research, I, I, was, I, I, I came across the fact that a lot of the consumers are the same. Yeah. The same people that buy a Q Parker right. record is going to go buy Jonathan McReynolds. Right. We serving <laughs> the same people. Yeah, yeah. And so this project 
is to blend the the world. Both worlds. Yeah. My organization under my foundation, Q Parker Legacy Foundation, is Brothers United of Atlanta, which is a safe haven for men to get together and just converse, talk. Yeah. Be my brother's keeper. Encourage, motivate, and love. Yeah. I, I talk about it a lot. You know, the way some of the, the world has flipped upside down is men looking to our women to affirm us. Yep. When the first affirmation has to come from somebody that looks like me mm-hmm. and understands me. And so if my brother Sam say, hey, man, I know what you're going through, man. You're going to be all right. It means way more mm-hmm. because you you can imagine yeah. what it's like to be me right. as opposed to our women. Right. And so in the Brothers United sessions, man, that's what we do. We love. We, 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 we are there. And we talk through, we, we talk with each other, man, and we just show that you're not an, on an island by yourself. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're going through, somebody has gone through it, are presently going through it, and maybe if you pay attention to what's going on, it'll prevent you from having to go through it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if we can really rehabilitate the minds of our men, I believe as the men go, the world goes. Yeah. Because if, if I am the leader of my family, and, I'm, and if, if I am in a great space, my marriage is in a great space, yep. my wife is in a great space, my children is in a great space, and my home, yeah. which is now my community, yeah. which is now my city, and it just keeps going. Yeah. And so we go really, really hard at Brothers United. And so the first installment of The Bridge is Brothers United, yeah. where brothers are actually united. That's the name of the album. That's the name of the album. It's wow. The Bridge Presents Brothers United. What label is that? My own label. It's New Fam Entertainment. Yeah. Yes. And so it looks like... As many R&B male vocalists you know, and as many gospel male vocalists you know, all together. <sighs> Names that we would know. People Names we would know. that you would know that, wow. that you listen to right now on the radio. And I tell you, the, the most beautiful part of this is when the two artists come together. Yeah. And the first thing they say is, hey, man, I'm a big fan of yours. You listen to my music? Right. You know my song? <laughs> it's, it's nothing like, man, like, seeing whoa. brothers, man, just unite. And so, yes, we are blending the worlds of R&B and gospel, but it's also showing unity amongst men. Yeah. It is showing the power of when men get together. Magic happens, man. And so, yeah. it, like I said, it's more than just music. It's, it's a unification project because we have to blend the worlds. Yeah. And so those that are the R&B person's fans may never have heard of a Travis Green. Yeah. But now, because Travis Green is singing with their favorite music soul child, boom, bam, vice versa. versa. Yeah. And so, man, I tell you, man, it, it is the most impactful musical project that I've ever done in my 24 years of being in the music industry. And like I said, the most powerful part of it is seeing the brothers, seeing the sisters, man together, seeing couples, man together. How can people get in touch with you? I am on all social media platforms at QParker112. The foundation is QParkerLegacyFoundation.org. I also... um, Started a clothing apparel line. Yeah. Uh, the first design is Born Again. And um, that is uh, bornagainculture.com. Listen, man, you uh, this 
This interview has been historic for me. Um, I think it's gonna be one that people are gonna be watching for a long time. I think you've inspired millions. Um, I know that God's hand is on you because I've seen it. And I am just, I'm saying it right now for the world. You're mm -hmm. gonna see this man. God is gonna do great things through this man. He's gonna unite our world and things are gonna be changed. I wanna do something, I wanna pray for you. And then would you pray for everybody else? Absolutely. God, I just pray for my brother right now. He is in his Paul moment. And we know that before the foundations of the earth, you ordained for this moment to take place. We're so excited about what you're doing in his life. And we're grateful that when the church turned their back on him, you didn't turn your back on him. And because you didn't turn your back on him, now he's able to, to return and, and to reestablish some things, to restore some things, to launch some things. God, let your hand be on him. Let your favor be on him. Let your grace be upon him and open the doors that need to be opened. Send the souls that need to be uh, sent. Put him in rooms that maybe some of us would never be in to be a light to those that are in dark places. Thank you so much for Q, God. Let your will be done in his life in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we thank you for all of those that may be watching. Uh, special, special prayer for those that may be struggling right now. Yeah. That may be at their crossroads moment. Give them the vision. Let them hear your voice crystal clear. But not only hear your voice, but give them the courage to be able to act on it. And once they act on it, equip them with the tools to be able to do the work that you've called them to do. Give them the wisdom so that not only do they recognize that they have the tools, but give them the wisdom to know which appropriate tool to use at the right time. Yeah. We ask that you bless every home that's, that's represented in cyber world. Hmm. We ask you to bless everybody. Place your hands on every individual that are in relationships, marriages, children, families, communities, Bless everybody to have the strength and the power to continue to put one foot in front of the other. Bless everybody to be able to identify with the purpose and the calling that you have placed in their lives. Yeah. And, and for them to understand that at birth, everybody was placed with a purpose and a reason for their lives. Yeah. The beauty of it is when said person has identified with that and is able to walk in it proudly, and so we ask you right now, God, to just bless those who are seeking for their purpose yes. so that they can identify with it, grab it by the horns, and run with it. And as they are running, to be able to grab as many along the way to take them to the finish line as well. We thank you for all things, and we know that all that has been done, it has been through you and by you. Yes, Jesus. And we are already grateful and we're already thanking you in advance for the things that are that lie ahead. We thank you and we love you for all things. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Greater Story with Sam Collier and the Q Parker. Listen, make sure you look out for The Bridge Project, Brothers United, and also Sisters United. And remember this, if God can work in his story and my story, he certainly can work in yours. When your story connects to his, it leads to something greater. We'll talk to you soon. May your struggle yeah. 
keep you near the cross and may your troubles show that you need God and may your battles in the way they should and may your bad days prove that God is good and may your whole life prove that God is good. See, may your struggles keep you near the cross and may your trust Thank y'all so much for coming out. been listening to a greater story with your host sam collier don't forget to subscribe on itunes google play soundcloud stitcher or any other podcast directory if you like what you hear leave a five-star review a greater story with your host sam collier distributed by american urban radio networks for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.